Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. Welcome to the month of June. Actually, we were we, I think the last episode came out on June 1st. So continuing the month of June, I'm Illegal86. I'm joined by Nerd Bomber and Tactic. Steven is gone. Like he's like, he's just, he's like, he's not back this week. Steven, if you're listening, we miss you. We miss you so much. Yeah. I don't want to talk Although, to these buffoons. The, the, speaking of buffoons, I, I, I hate to bring this up immediately on, on the jump or whatever, but what a floor wiping that quiz was last week. Oh yeah, I mean, you guys brutal. just got it, just got absolutely obliterated. Guys, I have no faith in my ability to win a single trivia game from here on out. I don't know what happened to me. Like the last couple of years, I was doing pretty well, and this year, I think I just stink. I, I just think my brain chill. has just turned into mush. So here we are. I just needed to make sure you lost. It was psychological warfare at best. You just said lost, folks. <laughs> This is the Online Warriors podcast. We all have college educations, and we are here to talk to you about movies, television, and technology. That literally, those three things are being discussed today. We're going to be talking about one of Nerd Bomber's favorite movies, favorite movie franchises, because I think it's now a franchise. So we'll get yeah, but still, just one of my favorite movies. I can't say that's one of my favorite franchises. Just the first movie. I still we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. We're going to get into that. We're going to be talking about a long-running anthology TV series, which has just gotten, well, has given us a trailer for its season six. And we're going to be talking about the WWDC, which for the life of me, whenever I read it, I think like, what would Jesus do? But it's like, what would Don call? What would DC Comics do? So something like that. I think it's a terrible acronym. Apple, I know you're a big deal and you're a big company, but you should you should change it. You should consider changing it. There's a lot to dive into there. Today, the day we're recording this was the, I believe it was the first of two days of the WWDC, but today was like when all the juicy announcements happened. The biggest and most juicy was, well, let's just dive right into the WWDC right away. Before we do, I just want to say, they really need to bring back Steve Jobs. My goodness. He has passed away. I know. Just, I just want to. Yeah. Did you no, have I'm, I'm, I'm more. Okay. I said what I said. I, I, yeah, and I. We'll we'll get into why you feel that way. It may be the same thing that I'm feeling, which is okay. The big announcement at WWDC at what would DC Comics do? The Vision Pro mixed reality headset. Does it look good? I'm talking. Does it physically look like an attractive piece of technology? Let's. I want to start at that baseline level with this. All you, you got to do is look at a picture. Don't think about it. Does it look good or does it look stupid? So, as far as headsets go, just just answer. Just I just want a, a plain old yes or no. Does as, it look stupid? The, I mean, it's in a category of its own, right? As far as headsets go, it actually looks quite sleek. It does. I see. I I, mm. yeah, I think it looks. I, I think, think it you look bad. like a nerd. I, I think you it look looks like super you, cool wearing the Oculus Rift. I I don't have an Oculus Rift. I have a MetaQuest. Thank you very much. And I don't look cool. I fully acknowledge I look like a nerd. There right. is no way and to make these things. That's look what I'm cool. saying, though. Within the category of these AR or VR headsets, this one does look sleeker. I think I don't. The, agree. I absolutely disagree. With I that. think when this is a, was yeah, it the Hololens? Was it Microsoft or was it Google when they had like the one that looked like a pair of glasses? And I know that's not Google like fully glass. realized tech yet, but like that's what I want eventually. I want something that looks like that. Like I can pop on a pair of sunglasses and I know that doesn't make sense from a technological perspective yet. Things aren't that tiny, but that is what I ideally would like because right now this looks like Nerd Vision 2000 and I am a nerd. My name is Nerd Bomber. I'm a nerd. And and to your point, like I think that 
I think that when you're wearing a MetaQuest or an Oculus Rift or any of the VR headsets, you do look like, in, invariably and inevitably, you look like a little bit of a nerd. I think with this Vision Pro, you look even more like a nerd. And I honestly think a big reason why is the fact that it's clear or partially clear. Because it looks like you went snorkeling and forgot to take your mask off. like it, it, Or like you went skiing and forgot to take your mask off when you came inside. People are like, why are you still wearing that? And you're like, I think it looks cool. That's what it looks like to me. I know that's a weird way to feel about it. But look, this thing is like super advanced. A lot of technology behind it. You know, it's again, mixed reality, which is kind of the thing these days. It can do virtual reality. It can do augmented reality. There's a whole new software setup for this. I cannot remember the name of it. Vision OS. Thank you. Thank you, Article, for telling me. It is Apple's new VR operating system. It looks very souped up. It looks very cool from the images that we've seen. What's kind of funny about it is it yeah. appears like Apple is doing Apple. And the reason why I say that is you guys are talking about, oh, it's got all this new technology. It's got all this... But just two seconds ago, all y'all said, well, there's this that does this and Google has that. This is an Android iPhone situation too. And they're following suit in the same vein with this beautiful price tag for the low, low price of over $3,000. Yeah, I was getting, I was getting to this. $3,500 for the Vision Pro Pass. I, I'm just, I'm going to pass on that. See, I like, don't know. I, is this intended though for people like us? I feel like this is one of those things. It, 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 it can't be. Yeah, it's got to be much like the Microsoft HoloLens, where their primary market is for industry. Like, this can't be for the normal person, because I can't see the normal person shelling out this much money when you have stuff like the MetaQuest at a lower price point that isn't getting a huge adoption rate. No, they, they, are, they are literally selling this to Apple snobs. It's not corporations. It's Apple snobs. And there is a subsect of people that when the Apple compute, the Apple, what was it called? The iMac? The iMac? The, the iMac, yes. Yeah. When that came out and it was like not that much better than a regular computer and it was thousands of dollars when that first came out, people went nuts. They went absolutely nuts. Right. But the difference is that's like a standard computer platform. Like you can do things with other people like this. If there's not a high adoption rate. Well, you can still do things with other people. This is a computer. This I mean, is a head computer. I understand. But like, where are you going to use it then? I guess if it's not common like you're not going to be chilling in your living room with this on then like that's not going to be how you use your computer and if it doesn't have a great adoption rate like i'm just looking back at all of the failed devices from other companies and i know apple is a little bit better maybe someone fact check me on this but i feel like they're a little bit better with supporting their endeavors than other companies looking at you microsoft soon it was still a great device but like if there's not a high adoption rate it won't be supported for that long. So it's not like a computer where it's a standard kind of technology. It's just getting outdated. Like this is going to require different firmware and hardware updates to maintain its relevancy. And if not a lot of people are buying it, it's going to become obsolete very soon. It's worth noting that Apple also announced a Mac Pro that costs $7,000. Who, okay, who so, is so buying who, these? I need to know. Who's at... at Online Warriors 1, Addo W86, Addo W Tactic, Addo W Nerve Tell us who is buying 7000. I mean, if you again, if you listen to the, this podcast and you are you are buying a $7000 computer, tell me what you do. Looking at the price of the iPhone, like Apple does not have a feel for what no. it's consumed. Stop. The iPhone is reasonable. It's in the realm of other phone prices. Like, I'm sorry. You can get Android phones for significantly cheaper. I'm sh- I'm sure you can, but that's not the point. The point is 
I, I don't even know if it's relative to yeah, other Yeah, but you're not going to pay $7,000. I mean, for a computer, you will probably you're pay not. close to 7000 or you'll be on a payment plan, so you you're are. not feeling it. You're going to pay closer to $10,000 because they're going to get you on a low, low payment right. plan. Right, but my... I think my thing here is, so I understand maybe like music studios, video editors, like I know that the Apple ecosystem, like that is a clear advantage, you know, they're, they do movie editing, video editing, audio editing, all very, very well. However, you can't tell me that you couldn't get like a crazy, insane PC. And I know this goes to now like Apple versus PC, like Mac versus PC, the age old argument. But for $7,000, you can get a hell of a PC. Like, I don't understand. Yes, true. I, I just, and I don't, I don't want to like rail on Apple here. Cause I think, I think they did announce. We're going to get to other things that they announced that I think look very cool and much more accessible, but like, I, I don't understand. And, and you know, it, part of it too, is they treat it like this big reveal. This is a vision pro headset that costs $3,500 is available next year. And I'm like, well, not well, for me, not for, not for most of the people who are watching this, you know, like I, it, if it's a new iPhone, then so many people are like, I will put down $800 for a new iPhone because I've had my phone for however long and I'm ready for an upgrade. And I think it's a purchase you can much more readily justify considering how often people use their phones. A Vision Pro headset for $3,500, no one is doing that. Like like you said, maybe maybe companies or like tech bros, but like the average person is not doing it. So why is it exciting? Is my the other thing worth noting question. too is that we don't we're not alone in this this questioning. When this was announced, their stock price literally just tanked, which like that's there's something to be said about that. Yeah, oh well, yeah. I did not know that. I, I do think, and, and you know, Nerdbomber and I have talked about this at length. Well, actually, the th- all th- are all three of us no, he's, iPhone he's users? I believe yeah. no, Patrick is I'm an Android user. We, we've talked for a hot minute about iPhone. We're, we're thinking because of like laws that had been passed that the new iPhone will Dude, need I'm to have so a USB-C. I would love, I would have loved to see, I know they typically do their new phone announcements in like October or whatever, but I was hoping to see something about that. Didn't see a thing about that. Instead, we saw like $7,000 like, like, computers. Is the WWDC and historically, because I feel like the iPhone and more accessible consumer products have their own showcase, like you said, more towards the fall. Is this like the, lo- is this like the loftier yeah. side of their tech and development? It's, it's the developers so, conference. Yes. So it's. It's supposed to be for people who is like this is their life. I think. Nevertheless, I just I still think it's a little it's a little silly. So let's let's talk about some of the we talk about my favorite thing that I saw. Silly thing, many could argue. iOS 17 was announced, and among many things, standby display mode, which is basically just it turns your your phone screen into a smart home like display, tilts it horizontally while you're charging it, so it displays time and date things like that. This is like guess what I do every night with my phone. I put it on a charging stand and it would, if I can get rid of an alarm clock and have my phone be the hold alarm on, clock hold on, hold on. in an easy, you don't use way. your phone as an alarm clock. I do use my phone as an alarm clock, but I don't use it as a clock gotcha, that is gotcha. always on. So I just, I think that's a really, it was a really low hanging fruit for them to pick. And I'm very in favor of that. I, I think in general, the iOS 17 stuff that they announced was the stuff that interested me the most. Journal, a yeah, new app I'm for iOS. Yeah, I'm about that as well. Basically, iPhone. Upgrade. It looks like hype. It's like it looks like a hypercharged Notes app, which I use my Notes app. I don't know, literally every day. So again, that's. I think it's a low hanging fruit. They can take a piece of iPhone that everyone uses and be like, "We're going to actually address this," and we know that everyone uses this, and it's an important component of the iPhone. And it's like it's. 
I think it's arguably silly to say that those are important components of the iPhone, but again, it's people use that sort of thing every day. People yeah, use I'm the note every day. My how many Twitter apologies? How many how many Twitter apologies have been posted using the Notes app? That alone should justify. Well, I mean, an not even that. And I, I mean, don't know about on. you guys, but I have tried like journaling apps, and I'm not even talking about like Notes apps. Like there are apps out there that exist to track like your mood and stuff. And I think what dream journaling also just sure. throwing that out there. And I think like I, yeah. what makes me happy about Apple kind of bringing this in house is not that I don't trust third party apps, but there's always the issue of third party apps potentially leaking your data or getting hacked or whatever. And Apple, it does have a really good track record. I'm sorry with keeping your data private and especially with their focus on keeping health data private i'm kind of hoping that some of this stuff like especially if you're tracking your mood and whatnot i'm hoping that kind of falls into their like health data privacy lockdown sort of campaign that they're doing because i would much rather use a first party app that i don't have to worry about oh like who owns this where is my data going and no ads and no ads and and yeah like i was gonna say like micro transactions with the exception of like them always being like you need to buy more cloud space and i'm like no like when you have an apple app as opposed to a third-party app you know you're not going to get micro transacted or at least it, it seems like more of a certainty so I, I i agree i think it's a really good thing for us iphone plebeians i also like that they're technically you can just take a seat in the corner because i know you're not well, really one of the this, other iphone things that they're adding to another upgrade is i think it was called like name sharing where now if you want to share phone numbers with other iphone users you can just basically bring your phone together and name drop name drop yeah kind of like airdropping yeah which did you know first of all that's really useful but also did you know and i did not realize that the iphone did this and this is just like a tangential experience but you can actually drop wi-fi passwords to people around you so like I have done, I didn't I have realize done that this. was a thing you could do. I've done this And in I life. just learned that I was actually at the, the hair salon getting my hair did. And I was like, hey, do you have a Wi-Fi password? And my hairstylist was like, I got you. I'm going to drop you the Wi-Fi password. And I was like, you can do what now? And it was great. Yeah, it's it's super convenient. While we're on the, on the subject of iPhone features, check-in is a new feature. You can share your location with someone. So the, the example that I saw used was if you're on a long drive and you want to notify someone when you've arrived safely, this is a, a feature. I don't know if it's an app or what it is, but it'll basically And that's that fantastic because I always tell my mom I'm going to let her know when I get home safely and then I forget. Yeah. And as, as someone who, and we've talked about this off the air, but my wife and I track each other with our phones. Just, I, I, I recommend it. That's my tip for this week. Track your wife with your phone and let her track you. It's not creepy. It's not like, she's not keeping tabs on me. It's just like, oh, I wonder where he is. It's That's all it is. And it's useful to know where they are. Check-in is like basically just formalizing that in a way. So. And this is not an iPhone upgrade, but this is more for AirPods. And I'm really excited about this. So there's a new adaptive audio upgrade that'll also be rolling out for existing AirPods, which helps you kind of mix and blend transparency mode. So now you can like adjust if you hear outside noise more often in your music i don't know if any of you have other headphones that have transparency mode but my anchors much love to the anchor I do. Thing. yeah my anchors have them and it's great my anchor it's, it's total offshoot i don't know if this has happened to you because we have the same i think we have the same headphones uh shout out to the Soundcore. 
Well, I, I have the Tune Life XRs, but I think they're basically exactly. Yeah, I think it's just like yours is the Best Buy brand or something. Yeah, shout out to Best Buy. My ear, I'm wearing them too hard. My one of my earphones, the foam is like coming out. Oh, have you no, experienced this? I have not. What are you doing? Yeah. Not a. Are you like to be clamping clear, it against not a your anchor. head? Like, what's happening? I don't. This and again, this is a total conversational offshoot. But I think it might be because of the size of my head. Oh, you have a very big know, head. I have a very large head, uh, so I think that plays a role. I also, I mean, I use them literally every single day for like over eight hours a day. So I think just the, the like the on and offing of them, something, a tiny rip happened at some point. Now it's just expanding and expanding. I'm going to have to like replace the ear cups on them. But yes, the transparency mode on, on them is like, I never use it. I never use really? it, by the way. I don't think I ever use the noise. I don't even use noise canceling on it. I just wear use normal. See, I find it very time. helpful. More so in the office. I don't wear them when i'm out and about like if i'm walking through the city i'm not gonna have my headphones on because i'm just too paranoid like i don't want to be distracted i want to hear my surroundings but in an office setting especially like open concept there's a lot of din so i have transparency mode on kind of like on all the time in the background very low so i can just kind of hear what's going on around me and if someone starts talking to me i can choose to turn around or not i mean sometimes we've we've all so, played that game where we know someone's behind us but we're like i have well, my headphones on <laughs> you are going to think this is weird but i don't i'm committing to it are you a one-ear guy do you and i'm not a one-ear guy tactic tactic you can chime in if you've ever done this too do you ever go into radar mode where you have your headphones on but you're not listening yes. to anything and you're just listening yes. to well, around you to see if for pe- sure yeah i do that i don't know once or twice a week probably i call that i call just that live know, action know what the mode Right. So instead of transparency, I, I just the do nice thing. And then, like you said, people are like talking about me or they like ask me something and I pretend I can't hear um, a very a clutch situation. situation. So I don't know if you guys sync your music to like your laptop or whatever, if you're on your phone. But if you're on your laptop, get yourself a wireless keyboard that has a very like inconspicuous play pause button. So then you don't have to pull anything up and make like a show of pausing it. You can like hit play pause and it pauses stuff. And then you look like you're still jamming to music and like you can't. You're, oh, you, you just do the ear scratch if your if your headphone has buttons on it. I'm so far ahead of you guys on this. I mean, not that I'm doing anything different than that, but I've used both of those techniques. It's just good it's sense. Good sense. Getting back to the Worldwide Developers Conference, though, the other thing that came up, well, there there were a number of things. I don't know if we're gonna have time to get all to get to all of it, but another one of the big things that came up is that they're starting to, it seems like, try a little bit more aggressively to be for gamers. If that makes Death Stranding, guys, Death Stranding is coming to. That was like a big announcement. Death Stranding is coming to uh, Mac OS. There's a game mode that was introduced for Mac OS that will prioritize the GPU and the CPU while gaming on a Mac. I I'm not sure I understand this one. I don't know what how big the gamer community on on Mac is. I think it's pretty small, but they may see it as a potential I market. Mean, Steam plays so pretty power, well power to them on Mac devices. It's it's no different in my opinion. I've had both and it works fine. But I don't really understand, you know, operator specific. And I just, it, 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 to me, it all feels gimmicky. Apple sucks. Uh, Android for life. Okay. That, look, that's just like your opinion. You know, there were other things mentioned here. FaceTime coming to Apple TV, some watchOS stuff that, frankly, I'm not as interested in. So I'm not going to FaceTime get, coming get to Apple TV, into. in my opinion, I was the coolest thing. I've always kind of wondered, you know, where are we where are we with this Jetsons life, right? Where where the television just oh, now you're f- talking to your family. We and or Jetson, you you know what I'm talking about? And like that that was that was exciting to me. Everything else eh. just aged the podcast horribly, but I I agree with your point. 
again, that seems like like a lot of the stuff it's I, I did. And again, I'm not trying to crap on Apple, but a lot of it, as I've kind of already mentioned, I heard it and I was like, well, yeah, of course. Why weren't you already doing that? And I, th- I think FaceTime on Apple TV was one of those things where I was just like, yeah, this just makes sense. You should have been doing this before. But it's good they're doing it now. Nerbomber, anything else you want to hit from the what would DC Comics do before we before we move on? I mean, no. I think I hit the high points. Yeah, There's a I new think- MacBook Air, but like whatever. You covered a lot of the good <laughs> stuff. My focus was mostly on like the iPhone stuff because much like you, I'm just, I'm waiting for the new one because I need one. And that's, again, that's like, that's that's the day-to-day product. They're also rolling out a line of robots. Um, they're cold, the code name for this line of robots are called not Rosies. True. It's not true. Jetsons. <laughs> oh, I was, I, was, I was hunting for the joke there. I'm like, I'm not up on my, on my Hanna-Barbera 1980s. Was that when the Jetsons was on, the 1980s? Uh, it aired f- officially in 1962. I wasn't even close. Shout out to Rosie from the Jetsons. Let's talk about Hocus Pocus 3. So, well, okay, the story here. Hocus Pocus 3 is now officially in development. It Before jumping into, cutting to the chase here, it is not yet clear who is involved in Hocus Pocus 3. But, and we're going to get in, we're going to go to Spoiler Town here. I'll board the train to Spoiler Town. If you haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2 and you're looking to watch it before listening to this, it would be weird if you watched it in like June, I feel like, but I mean, do what feels right. Also, maybe watch it before Disney Plus takes a bunch of stuff off their screening service because that's kind of what they're doing right now. Anyways, the Sanderson sisters at the end of Hocus Pocus 2 kind of died. <laughs> now, granted, they kind of died at the end of the first one, but it felt like they died harder yeah it was like it felt more like a permadeath however and it and it was like nice it was like a you know what i mean like it was like oh i'm gonna go be with my sisters yes it 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 felt more like less of a like i'll get you kids one day and more of like uh this is this is the right place for us but and now that's being undone something (laughs) that happened in the after credits that i pointed out at the time and i think both of you may have scoffed at me but i didn't watch the after credits yeah well, there was a second black flame candle and I brought that up and I was like, well, I scoffed because it, and I said this when we talked about it too, if they bring them back, it literally just ruins the heartfelt ending no, and just devalues. Yes, it does. Hear me out. Hear me out. So this is what I predict is going to happen, right? So for those of you who, you know, haven't watched Hocus Pocus 2 in a while, I also haven't, but I, I remember enough about the story to kind of summarize. They basically go off into the ether to be sisters and like dissolve together and be done forever. But the Hocus Pocus 2 also introduced like a new set of witch, not quite the sisters. Mother, the mother witch, well, Anna Waddingham. Right, but no, but also the, the, young, the young girls. Yeah. And they also introduced then Hannah Waddingham's character, who is the mother witch. And what I think is going to happen is that the mother witch is going to be kind of like an evil character, potentially. And the Sanderson sisters will have to be brought back because let's be real. No one's going to watch. Good guys. Yes. As good guys to help the new girls, because no one's going to watch a movie about three young girl witches. Like no one wants to see that under the moniker of Hocus Pocus. I don't care how much you love Hannah Waddingham. And I do, but I would not watch that movie. Counterpoint. Well, I, I agree with I agree with some of what you said. First of all, one hundred percent, I'd bet the house. Hannah Waddingham is going to be in Hocus Pocus three. I would imagine the Sanders sisters will come back, but I think that's less of a certainty than Hannah Waddingham coming back. I think she's a sure thing coming back. But then why have the black flame candle? There's no reason to show that again. They did not know what the third one was going to be about when they put that in there. They put that in there when they were just fishing for a sequel. They don't know. But I they're think just like, this is a three, random thing we're going to put in. All okay. three of the main witches, I think, already said that they would be open to coming back for a third one. Okay. There's so many things that I need to interject. 
One, Haddon Waddingham is going to be a fantastic, just dark, badass witch. Love her. I will watch that if the Sanderson sisters are not in it. Okay. So Right, but the majority of the movie is going to focus on three young teen witches. Yeah. And to me that that's not fun. Like right. Hannah Waddingham will probably be in it for like all of like fifteen minutes total screen time. I'm not watching a whole movie for that. But I mean Hocus Pocus was mainly the three witches. Yeah, but they were Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Captain Jimmy. What if, Jimmy, what if like, and hear me out, what if the black flame candle is there because now she's trying to bring back her sisters? Remember the whole story was surrounding her losing okay. her sisters? Okay. 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 Let, yeah. Let me explain okay. something to both of you. Explain, explain something to both of you about, about Disney because it seems like both of you don't understand it. Nerdbomber, you specifically used the phrase, no, one, no one's going to want that in reference to a, 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 a sequel with three teenage witches. Do you know what Disney executives don't know and seem to never know? <laughs> what people want. It's, it's what people want. So if anything, that just makes me bet on that being what happens. But They're going to be like, this is great. Reboot. And like, it's going to suck. Here's the thing, though. That's So one of the reasons why Hocus Pocus became a cult classic, beyond just the fact that it's a good movie, because I fell in love with it for what it was, but it became bigger than that. Like the Sanderson sisters became kind of like a cult icon, right? You have people dressing up like Winifred Sanderson, a lot of big like watch parties, parades. They became iconic characters. And I think they were a huge reason why people watched Hocus Pocus 2. And it did draw in a lot of viewers. I believe it, I don't know if it broke streaming records, but I remember it performed very, very well for them. I remember it almost broke the app. Yeah. I do remember that. You cannot like, if you want the viewership, you cannot not have Bette Midler. I'm sorry, you just can't. You have to have Winifred Sanderson. She is too iconic. It's not a Hocus Pocus movie. But why can't you there. have new iconic witches? Because nobody is showing up for that, I guess is the point that I'm trying to make. People are literally only watched Hocus Pocus 2 because of Winifred Sanderson. And I think Disney does know that to a degree because... They, they absolutely do not. They no, do not know they that. rolled out the red carpet and had all of those like anniversary celebrations out in I forgot what cemetery it was out in like L.A. or Hollywood or whatever. They absolutely do recognize what they have on their hands here. Name two super hyped female actresses right now. And I guarantee you, if they advertise that in the like trailer, it, there will be hype for it. Teen, Tina Fey would be a, an awesome sister witch. I'm just saying. I think I think I agree with Nerd Bomber that it's critically important like the sanderson sisters they 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 fill this weird niche of like i don't want to call them anti-heroes because that feels too like dramatic but like yes they are bad guys in both of these movies they are the villains but they're the villains they you never, love to love they never really feel like villains and right? i'm not and i'm not is... saying they're replaceable i want to be clear the sanderson sisters will always be peak okay but you can definitely draw a crowd other ways right but i just think that they won't especially with the state of streaming and things now like disney is removing stuff off of their apps i don't think they're going to dump a bunch of money into something that doesn't have guaranteed payoff and you stick bet medler in there and it's guaranteed i don't care just, how well ted lasso did like hannah waddingham just isn't enough you answered your own question you said they're not going to dump a bunch of money into it to not get a guaranteed payoff you're right they won't they're going to dump very little money into it and it's going to tank like like i don't know i i have no faith in disney to do this right let me just I, I was like at, at this point their track record especially on disney plus is bad enough that i i just don't believe in this it'd be nice if it went well in particular for Hannah Waddingham, I think it'd be great if it went well. But I just like I 
I'm I don't just, trust them. I'm like weirdly optimistic. And I again, Disney has not given me reason with Disney Plus to be that optimistic, especially after we learned that like WandaVision was not even like clued into the, the broader scale of what they were doing with the movies. Like that alone kind of made me shake my head a little bit and be like, what are they doing? But Hocus Pocus is just like, you, you can't mess it up. It's so easy. Like it doesn't even have to be good. Think about Hocus Pocus 2. It wasn't even really that good. But because you had your three main witches back, man. All right. They were great. I think my prediction is exactly what I said. They're going to come back as the good witches. I think it'll still end up heartwarming. Like they're going to convert Hannah Waddingham to like being a good witch with them. And they'll all go out into the ether to meet their sisters. But I also want to see OG Binks. And I don't know how that would work because technically he is like also at peace and at rest and like perma dead. But also give me Max Dennison. Where is that guy? I know he's not doing anything in real life. Like, he's not an actor. He doesn't have other, like, acting obligations, I don't think. If, if you have a day job actor who plays Max Tennyson, Omri Katz, like... <laughs> doesn't even have a real name. <laughs> no, his name is Omri Katz. But, like, put it on hold. Show up for, like, half an hour. Make this movie. I know that's not how movies work, but, like, you need to be in this. Can you guys just do me a favor? Because, like, in my, my head is just going nuts with this alternative story where the Sanders and the sisters aren't in there. If you can pick three alternative witches, what is their personality type and what actresses are playing them? For me, it's Hannah Waddingham as the badass evil witch, Tina Fey as like a nerdy witch, and then the third one has to be like this this cool girl kind of style, like like chewing bubble gum and leaning against a building. Those are the three personality tropes that I think they need to have. And the actress, I can't come up with for that one. But what do you guys got? I don't know if they need a cool girl. I mean, I think your badass main witch is the cool girl. No, that's I think evil. you need an Amy Poehler. I mean, if you have Tina Fey, like, come on, Tina, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. There you go. But I don't want to just, because then she's going to fall into the ditz role. And I don't want that for her. She could do cool Salma girl. Hayek. Salma Hayek as the feisty witch. That's all, that, that's, that's all I got. If they're going to go, I, I think the reason I feel that way is if they're going to go away from the Sanderson sisters, if they're going to go in a different direction, they need to go in a very different direction. Otherwise, it's going to look like they couldn't get the Sanderson sisters and they're just trying to like make new ones. And I think that was I, I like I like that. I like that trio. I'm, yep. I'm all in for that trio. Then I don't know if Tina Fey works, though. Tina Fey just feels like a different tier than Hannah Waddingham and Salma Hayek somehow. And I, I can't really place why, but she doesn't like fit their larger than lifeness. Because I feel like both of those actresses can play larger than life characters. And I feel like Tina Fey plays like the every woman in a lot of her roles. As just, I just like, need to archetype. emphasize again. I need to emphasize again that in the Disney content factory, in the, in the Disney plus meatpacking plant, they're just trying to churn stuff out. If if someone gets a finger cut off and it goes into the into the tin of beans, they don't care. We're what? already thinking so much harder about this than they will ever think about it. What I am also surprised at, and you know, I have this idea for a hocus pocus. I don't want to call it a multiverse, but they also could have done a series of shorts, like maybe a six episode run of what Binks got up to before Max Dennison lit the black flame candle. Like, what did he do for like two hundred years? I want to see that. That would have been such a great show. Just, just no, he just vibes. Sewer. Just vibes. Well, no, I like to imagine like he had like various friends and family over 200 years. I wanted to see that. I think that would be a good show. I think Disney should do that. Adventures of Banks. Make it happen. Hit me up after the writer's strike because we support they're our too writers. Busy, they're too busy pulling things off of Disney Plus to, to make that. Yeah, no release date or anything announced for this. It 
I have to imagine is quite a while off. They're probably already talking to Kathy Najimy and Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker, but for right now, we don't really know anything. The three of them said they would come back. Olivia Wilde instead of Tina Fey. Why would you not come back if, if you were any of them? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But uh, that's 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 the gist of Hocus Pocus 3. More details, TBD. We're going to take a short break now before coming back to talk about Black Mirror Season 6. But before we do, Mr. Stephen Keller, the pleasure was ours to have you last week on the show. Your armor was very shiny, and we tried to, you know, get through it, but it was too strong because you are too noble and valiant, etc. You are a knight. Stephen's a knight. Steven supports us at the highest of our three levels of support on Patreon. He is a knight as a result. He gets his producer shout out every week. He gets access to the monthly secret segment and the vlog. He gets input into the weekly game segment. I may have already said that. And he gets to, yeah, have the occasional guest spot with us on the show as well. You want to be like Steven. You want to be a knight. If you can't be a knight, if you're not quite noble enough, there is a squire level of support on Patreon. It gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And there's a page level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. All the details on all of those levels of support can be found over at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast thanks again to steven we're going to take a short break right now and we'll come back to talk about black mirror season six i'm harrison i'm jordan well i am harrison i'm fucking jordan all right and we're we're the the grief Grief Rio podcast let us be your unnatural sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration and don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all but mainly in you you spooky bitch We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many? That means a few. That's more than one. This ought to be very. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yeah! All right, Black Mirror Season 6. You guys know about Black Mirror. It's that show that makes you feel bad about about life. It's... I I, I think that... So we're going to talk about this season six trailer. I will say right now, I have not watched any Black Mirror since season four, I believe is the last season that I watched. And I didn't even watch all of season four, but I watched some of it. Black Mirror is doing what I think is something smart. And they, I guess, have been doing this maybe the whole way, but it, they're now marketing it as a series of, they called them films, I believe, in the trailer or movies or whatever the word may be. Black Mirror is not a show you can binge. It's not even close. You basically watch one and you're like, I need to rethink my life. So to package them as individual experiences and basically say there's six different movies you can watch, I think that's a freeing... uh, One of the reasons I want to talk about this is because I think I might go and just watch the third episode, quote unquote episode, where there's two guys on a spaceship and one of them is Josh Hartnett and the other one is Aaron Paul. Like I saw that and I was like, I'm in. I don't even care what the rest of this is. I want to watch that. You're not interested in seeing a little bit of Lexus? Not really. That one looked interesting. <gasps> I I I I want to I want to I want to understand that one more. And that's the first one that's coming out by the way. These are all coming out I think all at once on June 15th. So if you wanted to, you could binge them. Again, I think that would be un- unhealthy and unwise to do. But the other one I was out the one there was one that they build as quote unquote red mirror, which I think is them saying that it's like bloody and horror and scary, which was I think the sixth one that's in the list. It's called yeah, the one, Demon like, the 79. Demon. So yeah, I just... There were just 10 away. I think that Black Mirror is... In, in as much as I haven't watched it, I didn't watch any of season five. Like That's a regret that I have because I think that it's really, really cool prestige television because you get episodes where people like... I don't know the girl who played Alexis, but then like Aaron Paul, Josh Hartnett, like these days, especially in an episode of Black Mirror, you're probably going to see someone who you're like, oh, wow, that person's in this. That's so cool. And... I just think it's such a cool premise and I hope this show goes forever, even though it makes me sad. 
all the time. I mean, it has to go forever. It's no, it's it's modern day Twilight Zone. I've said this before. I'll say it again. And Twilight Zone went on forever. This it's this kind of genre or subgenre of film is just such a roller coaster twisty set that just appeals to the human psyche it absolutely does and seeing like the netflix series or the set what do they call it setflix or something within that oh series? yeah i can't oh, i can't goodness. what it's called but i know what you're talking about it began with an s but like that was so good and i would just from that alone i was like oh man i gotta get caught up because i've only seen the first season and i don't even remember why i fell off it was just kind of like inundated with all these other shows and things and i just kind of you got to be in a mood to watch black mirror and sometimes i'm not always there but man is it good television so i'm looking back and i actually did watch one of the episodes in season five it was the miley cyrus episode i'm just throwing that out there so and and yeah season four i watched the uss callister episode so even yeah with the past seasons i've gone through and i've 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 kind of like hand selected specific episodes to watch and haven't watched all of them but i think again that's one of the things that's great about black mirror is that it's i think it's very okay to do that they're all disconnected and they have you know very tenuous connections within a single universe but those don't really matter and also uh, i i want to make mention of bandersnatch which i i know i talked about when we did when i did it in my what do you up to wednesday on the show like two years ago or whenever it came out but that was the interactive choose your own adventure style black mirror episode and it was awesome so yeah i mean i i don't i don't have a whole lot more to say about this i just wanted to i wanted to mention it because i think black mirror is just a really really cool concept for a show and like i said i kind of hope it goes on forever nerd bomber is black mirror like it's not scary but i we watched i feel like it's not your bad the pig episode well, the pi- okay the pig episode is i mean yes it is the first episode of the show of like period it's a brutal place to jump in to this show yeah that kind of turned me off a little bit i think we watched that one and I was just like, I don't know if I am in the headspace for this because I believe we tried to watch it like during the height of COVID lockdown, like March 2020, looking for stuff to watch. And I was just like, yeah, this is not a good thing for me to be watching right now. But you guys, you do you. I liked The Twilight Zone, though. Like I was a huge fan of The Twilight Zone and like weird, quirky stuff like that. So I think it's probably like episode by episode basis. The stuff that is super scary, I can't get behind. Like you guys know me. That's just not my stuff. But I think some of the more like psychological twisty interesting out there things i could get behind and at some point i will catch up and i will watch them all it's just a matter of like when do i do it i don't know but i also don't want to see like pigs getting boned in the buttocks like no it's thing. there's never a correct headspace you, can, you can't be in the right headspace to watch black mirror i think which is like i think one of the reasons i haven't watched like a full season of it in a long time is because it's oftentimes very hard do you want to sit down and watch it that doesn't mean it's not good tv if that makes sense yeah i don't know i i just i i, I think it's innovative and i think it's yeah the pig episode is, is brutal though it's they're really throwing heaters right off the right off the bat with this show i mean that's the first episode and it's just yeah pretty intense so anyways june 15th as i said june 15th this comes out so basically a week after this episode comes out you'll be able to go and watch black mirror if you are a black mirror fanatic let us know what your favorite Black Mirror episode ever is on Twitter. Um, again, at OWLeeLady6, at OnlineWarriors1, at OWTechnic, at OWNerdBomber. I think my favorite one is probably Shut Up and Dance, which again also is just like horrifying, but in a very entertaining way. So we're going to get into What Are You Up To Wednesday now, before we talk about what we've been up to for the past week of time. What are you up to Wednesday? Thank you. Thank you. Tactic, that was so beautiful that I'm going to turn it over to you first. 
Good luck. Oh man, have I had a week? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm gosh. Let me, let me tell you. And it was it was really with these these a lot of it was with these knuckleheads here. Are you are you so, are you talking about us or are you gesturing to other knuckleheads that are nearby? Use guys. Just to clarify. So we play in a volleyball league together, the three of us and some it's other a fun folks. fact about us. And I we're very good, by the way. I learned the danger of alcoholic slushies. Never had one before. And I uh That's not true. You've had wine slushies. Don't not, matter the people. Wine slushies are very different than alcohol slushies. These are these are two different games. And I had two of these and I promptly blacked out. Apparently we went to a car wash that I was enamored with. You didn't black out. You were there. You remember. You were just it was one of those, when you tell me the story, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 kind of situation. Trust me, I was gone. And so we went to a car wash that I was enamored with. I ate raw onions, which was gross, but like, hey, ain't no thing. And then I promptly vomited a week's worth of food out. So I guess the lesson to be learned here is take alcoholic slushies with a grain of salt or with a, with extreme caution. With water and lots of food and caution yeah and don't eat raw onions too to chase them down that was a mistake and my my slushie was margarita which has tequila in it and for those of you know how tequila makes you the answer is not smooth when you have onion breath so avoid that whole situation another fun thing that i want to talk about that we did is nerd bomber and i went to a baseball game and that is just and I've, i've talked about this in like secret segments and things like that Summertime baseball games are the best. Meet up with some friends or just just go by yourself. When the weather's nice, you can watch a game, get a ballpark frank and some peanuts and cracker jacks and I I don't care if they never come back. You don't care if you don't care if if who never comes back. Uh, they. Okay, just I was just checking to see if you even knew. I don't even know who they are in the song. I've never, I've never really known. I guess it's the home team or the other team, one of the teams. I thought it was the person fetching them peanuts and cracker jacks because they go buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if they never come back. I, I but I do care because I want I the peanuts I, and the cracker jacks. So it's it's a very confusing yeah. premise for the song. Well, because then they pivot to root root rooting for the home team. They've moved on from the peanuts and cracker jacks. Follow us on Twitter. It's, let us know what you think. It's an existential <laughs> question that I I simply do not have the brainwaves for right now. Yeah, their main reason to go to a baseball game is the food. That's my that's my input here. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the baseball is a fun time as well. I I watched the baseball. I ate two massive Italian sausages in this one game. Yeah. Our uh, our home team did not win, but it was still a good time to be had by all. And a roast beef sandwich. The thing that was very confusing for me is um so I burn easily out in the sun, right? And I thought I did a decent job of putting sunscreen on, you know covered my face thought i covered my arms apparently i only really put sunscreen on one arm because my other arm looks like a lobster and like i did obviously like the one arm that i clearly put something on like i got burned a little bit but like the degree of burn from one arm to the other is just ridiculous and yeah Yeah, make sure you evenly apply that spf folks i was too nice to her on this day i wasn't throwing enough shade (laughs) (laughs) okay i see what you did there spf 50 guys don't play around just go 50 at all times don't play around well that's what i did it's just i guess i didn't spread it in or rub it into the one arm i don't understand well fun nerd you want to go next sure so we started watching on apple tv plus like we finished head lasso i don't know if a legal finished I, I, I did we we could talk about it if you want i didn't season three wasn't it wasn't good the last episode was fine season three as a whole was not good so i'm, I'm like 
I'm, I'm trying to give Ted Lasso the silent treatment right now because I think it deserves it. I think without going into spoilers, I think the finale did as good of a job as it possibly could wrapping up the discombobulated season three that we yeah, got. I think you're right about that. I, I think, think I think that's true. I just, it was too far gone at that point for me to be saved. Like I didn't hate season three. It just compared to seasons one and two, it did not hold up. And obviously we need um Bill Lawrence, right? That's the guy. The it is the guy. guy and the shrinking guy. Shout out, shout out to Bill yeah, Lawrence. You, that guy rules. You need him around, I think. So if they do a Ted Lasso spinoff, they should make sure that he is involved because they need him desperately. But we also started watching Platonic, which is the Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne show. It just came out. There's only, I think, like five episodes available at the moment. But essentially, they're old friends. They were like besties. And then, you know, they had a falling out. And probably like 10, 15 years later, they reconnect and... They're at very different points in their lives. Seth Rogen is a, I think he owns a brewery. I can't say that word very he, he well. Does, but yeah. He does, I've still, I've watched the show. I've seen the trailer. Yeah. And Rose Byrne plays a ex-lawyer slash now stay-at-home mom. And like I said, very different points in their lives. But, you know, they kind of reconnect and get into shenanigans together. And honestly, so far, I am enjoying it. I think it's pretty funny. I chuckle a decent amount for a 27-minute episode. and uh, I think it looks good. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm kind of good. interested. I, I Seth Rogen, that dude, I could watch him watch paint dry and I'd probably think it was funny. He's just one of those people to me that I just, I think he's very naturally funny. So I'm vaguely interested. I think you would enjoy it. You should probably give it a whirl. I mean, they're short episodes and so there's not a whole lot to lose here. Which is what Shrinking had going for it. It's one of the things Shrinking had going for it. So that's a, that's a, that's a strong sell. Yeah. I, we're, we're thinking, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to pass the ball back to you. I don't want to hijack your update, but we're thinking about watching. We haven't started it yet, but we're thinking about starting Silo. So that might be our next thing. To- Dude, totally I, different. I'm holding than, out until the other show, but yeah. Like, oh, I'm 100% going to watch that. I'm holding out until all of the episodes are out because I love the book. Like, I love the Silo series of books, and I've been very anxiously awaiting this show. So, I need it all to come out so I can just like binge. Which I've never read the books. So, I don't know if I'm doing the wrong thing, but I also kind of don't care. I think I'm just going to do it. Honestly, it's not that long of a read. I'm already, I, I got a, like I got a fat, fat book stack already. It's, it's too far down the line. All right. That's fair. Yeah. And the other show, so we gave Animal Control a second go. And I know we had kind of said that Why? we're like <laughs> lukewarm. I hate that it's getting better. Yeah, it got better. We needed, so we have this thing where on weekend mornings, we well, Tectic makes these wonderful bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwiches. But like, you don't want to oh, get invested in a long thanks show. For the invite, guys. Well, I mean, if you want to come over when we're in our jammies and we just woke up and, and have stank breath. Over. It's a sleepover yeah. exclusive. <laughs> But he does this on weekend mornings. But the thing is, like, you don't want to sit down and watch like an hour long show. You want to get your day started. So we usually go for short shows, but we've kind of like exhausted a lot of the short sitcoms and How I Met Your Father wasn't back yet. It is back now, but there's only a couple episodes. And we'd finished shrinking. So we're like, okay, we need something. So we went back to animal control and God darn it, it got better. Like, it's still not really it's not like on the level of parks and rec and like brooklyn 99 which is clearly what it's trying to be but it's definitely getting better and now i kind of want to watch season two whenever that comes out See, my wife and i so i guess i owe them an apology because the first few episodes i was just like this sucks i don't want to watch it but it does get better. my wife and i don't subscribe to the philosophy of let's watch a short show and then get our day going we're like what if we lost the day to watching hour-long dramas 
all day. And then we do. And it's really good. I mean, hey, you do yeah. you. If that works for your lifestyle, we we get into that in the winter. That's pretty much what we do. Like, we'll wake up. We'll sleep in in the winter. Like, summertime, we get up a little bit earlier, around like nine-ish, which for some people I know that's late. For us, that's like a good time. During the winter, I will sleep until almost noon. And then we will waste the day away watching hour-long shows. Shout out to ER, which I'm still watching. It's not part of my update, but I'm going to be watching it for the next forever because it's got 100,000 episodes. Yeah, it's super pretty easy to lose yourself. But yeah, that's that's pretty much my massive update. I finally finished the second Outlander book. That also got better with time. The beginning was a little dry, but then it picked up. I'm going to take a break from the series for a little bit, though, because now we're getting into like Kindle pool season because I need the waterproofing. So stay tuned. Cool. I have a two pronged update, but the the middle at the middle of the prongs, there's a core idea, which is that uh, routine is great, and sometimes things that are tried and true are tried and true for a reason, and you shouldn't change them. Prong one, Metroid Prime Remastered. I've started it. I'm almost halfway through the first game. I'm basically halfway through the first game. It is as fantastic as it's ever been. I have zero regrets. I'm going to play the whole whole three games all the way through. Try and get as close to 100% items and scans as I can. It's amazing. I just it's it's. I'm living my absolute best life right now with this Dead Space remaster and now the Metroid Prime remaster. I'm well, video game wise, I'm on cloud nine. The other thing I've done is I've started a book. Some may remember a while back on the podcast, I mentioned a book called The Word is Murder, which is a murder mystery in which the author inserts himself into the story. So the author Anthony Horowitz, famously known for the Alex Rider series of books, which I read when I was younger, they're like children's novels. He now does some Sherlock Holmes kind of writing, and he has um, a series called. Called Hawthorne Investigates, which is this series, and this is the second book in the series, in which he, the writer Anthony Horowitz, is basically writing about his life, but part of his life is basically following this tech detective around as he solves cases and writing books about him. So the book you're reading is the book that he has written, basically. It's, it's kind of meta, but the murder mystery itself is like extremely traditional. There's clues dropped along, along the way. It, it's, it's kind of old-fashioned. I think Knives Out, almost. It's like old-fashioned, but with a fun twist kind of baked, baked into it. And it's super enjoyable. I'm already more than halfway through it. I started it last week. Summer reading season, so I'll, I'm sure I'll be done with that in the next week or so. And uh, yeah, just living my best life. No complaints whatsoever at this point. And uh, I'm about to beat Nerd Bomber in a quiz. So that's also a, a nice feather for my cap. Uh, manifesting. So Tactic, I'll turn it over to you to take on hosting duties for this week. But before I do, let me give a brief score update. Tactic 6 and 4, myself, Legal 86, 5 and 7. Nerd Bomber 4 and 8. Steven 3 and 0. Steven on a hot streak. So Nerd Bomber, it's not, it's not quite must-win situation yet. We're, get, we're heading that direction. So uh, yeah, take it away. Tactic. All right. So this week's topic is Capybara Trivia. Capybara. Don't know a thing about, Capybara. about Capy, Capybaras. I thought they were Capybaras. Was it Capybara or Capybara? Pitcher a guinea pig times 10 inside yeah, i know i know what they look like generally but i'm just saying i'm going in otherwise completely blind on this one so nerd bomber this is your chance i think all right so how much can an adult capybara eat per day and the unit of measurement will be in pounds how much can they eat? i mean you can eat as much as you want like there's no limit how many pounds it's a lot it's a lot guys it's like it's like 50 pounds it's gonna be shocking by the way, they're eating grass. Fine, 50, 50, 50 pounds of grass. I, I, I stand by it. I mean, they're basically... How heavy is grass? It doesn't matter because the unit's in pounds. I get that, but I'm trying to think of like the volume versus weight. So you want to know density. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna half that. I'm gonna say twenty. Okay, so how many? How much do you think your massive salad weighs that fills you up completely? I have no idea, but that's all they eat. It's all a capybara. Day. It could be. It, okay. We're not. They're not human. They don't eat salads. They they eat grass. An adult capybara can eat six to eight pounds of fresh grass a day. Yeah, so, we, so you both got both that wrong. busted. Yeah. Starting off That's strong. fine. I accept the I accept the outcome. All right. Now that we've established that you guys have no sense of how much I don't know a weigh, thing about capybaras. What is the average weight of a capybara? Well, they eat I was just told they can eat up to six to eight pounds a day. So Okay, so they're almost like the size of a little dog. But like a little dog. Maybe like a medium sized dog. They're basically giant guinea pigs almost. I'm gonna say they're like forty pounds. See, I think so okay. Let me walk you through my reasoning here. I said 50 pounds for the last question because I was like, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And then you said six to eight pounds, which is still a lot relative to their body weight, which is a mere 10 pounds. All right. So Nerd Bomber gets this one. Yes. Capybaras can weigh anywhere between 77 and 150 pounds, making the average weight 113 and a half pounds. Okay. So they are big puppies. Big puppers. So with that said, how old is the first evidence of capybaras. Capybara bones or something like that. Correct. Yeah, this is an old number. Yeah, I mean, we're, I think we got to be talking Jesus times here. And I basically want your oh, answer boy. in blank years ago. We're, blank years ago. Oh, that changes everything. It's a lot, guys. 6,000 years ago. I feel ago. like it's more than that. I'm going to use my strategic plus one here and say 6,001, but I feel like it could go back millions. Like, I feel like they might be like cockroaches almost much cuter obviously but like i i see i feel like these guys could have been around with the dinosaurs i don't know okay what's your answer i said six thousand one okay. <laughs> i like to give some color commentary entertain the people so the first evidence of capybaras can be dated back as far back as 80 million years ago okay so i shouldn't have used my plus one but i should have yeah, gone with my gut yeah i'm i'm i misplayed how that. fast can a capybara run in neil patrick harris's in nph meal meal Patrick Harris is sure. I feel like they're probably deceptively fast, and I feel like they can reach speeds up to 15 miles per hour. See, this is tough because I strategically I want to use the plus one, but I feel like that's very fast. I'm, I'm going to use the plus one and say 16, but we might have both busted. All right. We got ourselves a game. They can run up to right. 22 miles per hour. I was these little, close. These little chonky suckers are hauling. Yeah. It. Okay, so I need to get this right, and there's no more plus ones. Plus ones are gone. How long? Can capybaras hold their breath underwater? What is the <laughs> unit of measurement here? <laughs> In minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, this is going to be obscene. Oh, God. I have no idea how long a capybara can hold its breath. 20. 20 minutes. They can get. They could really get down there. I feel like that's a really long time. I'm going to say five minutes. I feel like I might lose with this one. When threatened, capybaras will jump into the water and hide beneath the surface. They can hold their breath for almost five minutes. Holy moly. Right seriously? Absolutely. Almost five. We both busted. Almost five. I still lose. So okay, well, the moral of the story here. That's not very it's not very impressive. It's but, not very impressive. I mean, 150 pounds, 22 miles per hour. The moral of the story here is we're lucky that capybaras are herbivores because they would be killing machines. Apex predators. Okay. Well, hey, look at that. Nerbar moves to five and eight, and I move to that's right, folks, five and eight. It's all so tied we have a total showdown. Tactic Tactic at six and four. So he's one win ahead of us, but he also has significantly fewer losses. I guess he's hosted a lot of quizzes. That honestly makes sense when I think about it. So next week the journey continues. In the meantime, we thank you all for 
joining us on this week's episode of the Online Warriors Podcast. Go leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Say hi to us on Twitter. Handles previously mentioned. Follow us on Patreon. Subscribe to us on Patreon. Do whatever you want to us over at Patreon. Well, there are some limits. Yeah, have a conversation yeah, there are some with limits. us. There's well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a digital space. There's only so much they can do. You'd be surprised. And above all, I implore you to stay safe and keep on podcasting. Uh,